Welcome to the Intel Strike Report right here on the TruthNet Radio Network. Your hosts, Doug Owen and Michael Vail, will be giving you the intelligent news, information, and analysis that you need to arm yourself with. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight for another live edition of the Intel Strike Report right here on the TripNet Radio Network, broadcasting worldwide. Today is the 11th, Tuesday, December 2007. We've got a lot of news and information for you tonight. By the way, did we you say we had out. December 7th? <laughs> did I say December 7th? Oh, man. Yeah. I'm in a, a, a parallel universe over here, I guess, Mike. I, that will live in infamy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, you know, it's actually kind of funny that I said that because uh, uh, tomorrow night, Mike Chambers on the Midnight Rider is going to have Tom Kimmel to talk about actually, his tomorrow friend. afternoon. Oh, tomorrow afternoon yeah, on TNF Live? Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. So uh, maybe I was uh, just thinking that uh, uh, date uh, due to its its uh, significance in, in American history. If you guys like to join in tonight, you can. The toll-free calling number is 1-800-451-1567. Uh, tonight on the program, we are going to have Alan Watt from CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. He's a radio host and an author. He has three books. Uh, we're going to pick his brain tonight and, and go through some of the news and articles. Um one of the most disturbing things that I, that I saw today, and, and and really this is what Mike and myself talk about and, and preach almost ad nauseum, is the fact that these technologies, these weapons that they're using currently in the Middle East are coming home to roost. And police agencies are now looking to Raytheon to buy directed energy weapons. Uh, this is this is big because uh, all of these uh atrocities the, the the these these really uh, uh these justifications that they use for war for funding this type of technology for creating this type of technology is is always done under the guise of security we know that the patriot act was done under the guise of uh saving us from uh terrorists we went to the war in 2003 because Saddam had uh weapons of mass destruction and we don't mind the fact that they're using lasers and sound cannons and all sorts of other technologies that I'm sure that Mike and myself uh, are not aware of in Iraq but uh this this article uh from the uh Arizona Daily Star is uh it's really it's really mind-boggling to see that this type of uh, technology uh, is now uh, the county sheriff uh, in Los Angeles is courting Raytheon to, to get their hands on this directed energy weapons. And this is just an extension of the active denial system. Uh, a lot of you guys are familiar with that. Um, some good news, NBC uh, refunds advertisers as ratings plunge. This is one of the few things today that actually gave me a chuckle, and I'm glad to see that uh, the fourth-ranked broadcaster, NBC, has quietly begun reimbursing advertisers an average of 500000 each for failing to reach the guaranteed ratings levels. <laughs> Ooh, to the tube. Love it, love it, love it. I love it, I love it. Mike, I, I know you have a, a clip that you want to play, but uh, I think we'll have well, a that, I mean, that's later on the show. I mean, you know, that's when yeah. we get into the, the article, so. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to, uh, you know, prelude to the article that, that I imagine the clip would go with. You just kind of threw that on me right before the show. Why don't you go into some of the articles? Because I've got so many on here, and, and we're going to have Mr. Watt. I don't know what we're, we'll be able to uh, cover here. 
Well, uh, these are the articles that you can find on thought-criminal.org. Mortgage crisis uh, comes to New Hampshire. New Hampshire uh, homeowners, uh, like those around the country, are increasingly likely to be forced into a mortgage foreclosure in the coming months. But uh, while it may be of little comfort to those individuals, the state economy will be just fine. A state study released uh, Monday found. I love how they preface it with that now. Well, we're going to be foreclosing on thousands of homes, but uh, don't worry. The economy is just fine unless we go into recession. You'll hear that later on when we play the clip. Uh, the hypersonic age is near. Last March, engineers from Pratt Whitney Rocketdyne um, gathered in the control room of a high-temperature tunnel at NASA's Langley Research Center in Virginia. Um, basically, you know, they're talking about how you can go from Tokyo to New York in, in two hours with this technology. And uh, um, this one's also on your website as well. Uh, Boeing installs high-energy laser on uh, laser gunship aircraft. What more can I say? Megawatt-class chemical laser uh, running around on, on a, a Boeing, uh, I think it's a C-130H, C-130H aircraft for uh, for easy targeting. And this one really irritated me. Uh, uh, Nobel laureate, uh, laureates, excuse me, oppose a global CO2 tax for global warming. It's a tax to breathe, ladies and gentlemen. It's not like a tax can cure global warming or fix global warming, uh, but uh, they want to tax you anyway. It can force all the poor people like you and I, Mike, to drive geo metros. That's what it can do. Yeah, exactly. And then lastly, uh, this was from the New York Times. Uh, Josh talked about this a little bit. Turning homosexuality on and off. The gay bomb lives, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, DARPA's a fine project. It's making its way back into the limelight. Great to hear. Uh, some of this stuff is so ridiculous. In this uh, article, I almost forgot Josh Reeves of the Global Reality Show. Used to be the hour. It's now the show. And uh, a quick programming note, his new show is going to start from 1 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, he's going to have a great three-hour show. And, and he passed this off to me in the TNR chat room, by the way. If you go to intelstrikereport.com and on the right-hand side, you'll see a TNR chat room link. Click it, pick yourself a username, and, and join the discussion. But um, this is <laughs> – wait till you hear this, Mike. I, I don't know if you got a, a chance to read this. Hear voices? It may be an ad. An A&E billboard whispers a spooky message audible only in your head, only in your head in a push to promote its new show, uh, Paranormal. Uh, this comes out of New York. Uh, New York, New Yorker uh, Allison Wilson was walking down Prince Street in Soho last week when she heard a woman's voice right in her ear asking, Who's there? Who's there? She looked around to find no one in the immediate surroundings. Then the voice said, it's not your imagination. Indeed, it isn't. An ad for Paranormal State, a ghost-themed series premiering on A&E this week. The billboard uses technology manufactured by Holosync that transmits an audio spotlight from a rooftop speaker so that the sound is contained within your cranium. Yes, it resonates in your cranium. You talk about directed energy. We've got directed sound, directed marketing. The technology, ideal for museums and libraries or environments that require a quiet atmosphere for isolated audio slideshows, has rarely been used on such a scale before. For a random passerby and residents who walk unwittingly through the area where the voice will penetrate their inner peace is another story. Mike, I mean... (sighs) 
this isn't funny, but the, to the be thing specific, is, uh, 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 HelloSync is another company, I believe, from uh, Centerpoint uh, Research, who's been working on binaural beats and, and such. But uh, I saw uh, Dr. Nick Baggage on video, I think one of his Earth Changes videos, where he, he demoed this technology where he put these two things on the side of their head and basically made the sound sound like it was coming from the center of your brain, but this technology seems to be a bit more advanced. I hear that uh, uh, Alan Watt is on. Um, let's go into a little bit of a bio before we bring him on now. Uh, Alan Watt is a longtime researcher in the causative forces behind major changes in historical development. His background is that of a Renaissance man with a background in th- uh, three professions, plus having various books published in religions, philosophy, poetry, mainly on the pseudonyms. Uh, for much of his life uh, and for main income, he was heavily involved in the music industry as a songwriter, singer, performer, uh, involved in folk music, blues, pop, rock, and even classical uh, I listen to his show on the daily, and uh, you can find his website at uh, www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Uh, Alan Watt, are you with us? Yes, I am. Oh, nice to have you on the program. Yeah, it's nice to be on. What we're going to do here is uh, pretty much uh, go through the news here, and I'm sure you have a lot to uh, contribute to it. And maybe later on in the second half, we can start talking about some of this technology, like the DARPA uh, LifeLog program and some of the other things that uh, that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, so fact, Doug, that, that, uh, that subject you're just talking about there has been on the cards for an awful long time because, yeah, the intelligence agencies had voice to skull back in the 50s and they were using it on certain individuals who no doubt got locked up in hospitals for hearing voices. But uh, Biggage, Nick Biggage actually demonstrated it on CBC Canada television on the Wendy Mesley show. So people can look that up on the archive, cbcarchives.org, and they'll, they'll find that show there where he demonstrated it on the host. And he had a whole uh, table full of this equipment that he said that the CIA were, were using in the 1950s. And it was all now obsolete. And it was so small, the, the gadgets were so, were so small, you could put them in your pocket like a packet of cigarettes. Amazing. And if you go yeah. back even further, you'll find out that the standoff at, um, at Waco when the, the BATF were going in there to, to uh, kill people, they, they brought over a Russian professor. And this was on, again, CBC Canada. They get a lot of news in Canada because we're so dumbed down it doesn't matter. And uh, they can show us a lot of truth. But they brought a professor over uh, to help with the standoff in the siege. And they brought equipment with them that they used in the schools in the Soviet system. And they said this was a pacifier and it was a little box they put on the, the teacher's desk that would literally transmit voice to skull to each child in soothing tones and make them all very placid so they could be taught very easily. Uh, that, was, that was on the CBC uh, major, that's our major BBC-type television for Canada. But if you go back even further, you'll find that Alexander Graham Bell was working on the deaf, trying to develop this equipment, and even before that, his father was also working on the same technology. Sure, and we see a lot of this technology that they've been using for for years now uh, actually getting a little mainstream attention, uh, I guess especially here in the United States to uh, the uh, the dumbed-down Americans, if you will, uh, for the most part, uh, talking about this type of stuff, Mr. Watt, uh, 10 years ago, microchipping of people, uh, RFID, 
um, uh, you know, sound cannons, active denial systems, uh, would have, you would have sounded like a flake. And now this stuff, uh, you know, Josh Reese was mentioning earlier is passe. I, I, I see stuff on the Discovery Channel now, uh, you know, justifying and talking about these spider goats that they use their milk to, uh, yes. and silk, uh, 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 type milk to make Kevlar best out of. And I mean, it, 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 so, so much of this is out in the open now. And, uh, so many admissions have come out, the family jewels documents, uh, other things that, that, that hint at a lot of the technology that the CIA has had since the early 50s. It's just now we start seeing the, the advertising companies, uh, you know, like, uh, using this A&E billboard to actually, you know, come out and use this technology on the American people. And, yeah, uh, and don't, don't kid yourself either. Don't ever kid yourself that these are independent companies that, that are breaking ground here individually as companies or corporations. They've been given permission from very high quarters because eventually this is going to be an integral part of your life for control purposes. This is just to get you used to it. Oh, sure. Well, we, talk, we talked about, uh, before you came on this program, about how uh, Sheriff's Department and, and police people are basically trying to get directed energy weapons to use on the population. Basically, instead of a taser, which is bad enough, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to try to fry you like an egg. Uh, there's no doubt uh, the biggest purchaser of military equipment and, and all of this technology uh, happens to be the police organization across the whole Western world. And they had an international uh, chief of uh, police chiefs association. Now, that's a United Nations organization. Most people don't realize their local police chief is a member of the United Nations. But they held it in Ottawa a few years ago. And the big companies that sold all the equipment to the British system for total surveillance society came over, and they were selling their wares. But along with them came the other organizations that uh, normally deal with um, very secretive weaponry. And the police are, are just gobbling this stuff up like crazy, massive budgets right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the Department of Homeland Security is more than than happy to divert the uh, U.S. taxpayers' funds directly to uh, these police departments. You see, uh, uh, you know, little fifty thousand uh, person towns in Texas that have tanks. They have mm-hmm. uh, assault <laughs> rifles. And uh, here in the future, uh, you know, I imagine within the next couple of years, they will, you know, have directed energy weapons. And you see so many things in Iraq. Uh, you know, just these these crazy. Um, I saw a lot of pictures of these cars that are melted. Uh, there was actually an article about a, a small village where five. Uh, there was about 500 people in Italy, and literally all of the electronics in their homes were all burnt out. It was a big ordeal because the, the Vatican actually sent out uh, uh, a priest to go a, a, and see if this was an act of God or if this was, you know, uh, they, it needed an exorcism or whatnot because there was no other way to explain them. So, you know, these technologies are being tested. And for the most yeah. part, I think the, the American people don't mind so much because they don't realize that that is going to come home to roost, that this technology will be used against us. It, it's fine to, yeah. to use yeah. sound cannons against uh, brown people in the Middle East. No That's big right. deal. But That's how they see it. Uh, it's interesting what you said there because um, in Gulf War One, it was in the major newspapers outside of the U.S., including Britain and the Daily Mail and others, that uh, they'd used the HARP technology, the, the weapons, uh, weather warfare technology on the Iraqis. I don't people realize in Gulf War One, um, when they went in, they created a, a snowstorm over Iraq. 
and they, they, we all saw the pictures of the Iraqi soldiers coming up in, in droves and giving, getting up by the, by the hundreds, and they seemed so stunned. And they said that they thought that even the rivers were running backwards. Uh, their, their sensory perception had been completely distorted. They were in a fugue-type state. And this was harp technology, and that was mainstream newspapers back then. Now, if you go back even further to Tesla, that massive fan clubs for Tesla always touting him as the great hero uh, for creating the standing wave technology. But what they don't talk about when going to the history books written at the time, that uh, Tesla's main job and he was all gung-ho for this, was to create a type of weaponry that could knock out entire cities, either with non-lethal uh, uh, waves, standing waves, or actually turning it up and killing everyone in an entire city. That was the great Tesla for you. Oh, yeah, and so many, uh, I mean, you, you just think of the, 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 the miraculous uh, machines Tesla could make in, make in his time and how far uh, technology has advanced. And, yeah. and this is just the stuff that we see. You know, That's this what is we're just, told about. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, uh, I, everything that, you know, Mike and myself cover on this show is mainstream news. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't have to go to some, some scary black site to find out, yeah. that, you know, uh, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's want directed energy weapons. It, it's shocking, but I think that the, the big thing is that we have to expose not only this technology, but the, the true intentions of it. The sad thing about yes. uh, the 21st century, the technocratic age, as, as Mr. Vale calls it, is that so much of this technology could be used to empower mankind, but we see all too often that it is being used to enslave it. Uh, that was always the purpose, unfortunately. And that's because most of the history that we've been given for the last few hundred years is, is bogus history written by the victors. It's always uh, with authorized historians uh, set out to do all the writing. Uh, people don't realize that, that when the, this word, this term came out, democracy, uh, for the public, it was, a, it was what we call a faint in boxing. <laughs> Uh, where you think you're getting something coming your way, but in reality, right. the other fist was going the other way because the elites never decided to give people their freedoms, but they knew that rather than risk total revolution worldwide, they'd have to give a semblance of rights, individual rights and freedoms. And so they basically set up and even championed this thing called democracy. Uh, Winston Churchill talks about it uh, in great detail. He thought it was a, a big joke. Um, if they read the book called The Whispering Gallery, written by one of the top diplomats from the, the Home Office in Britain, he tells you what the Churchill and the rest of them thought of democracy. And, uh, but they knew that to give the public the semblance of rights. And they did. They gave us the semblance of rights where they pick the guys, they groom them, and they present them to us to vote for. And Professor Carl quickly backed that up in Tragedy and Hope and the Anglo-American establishment when he said that right. the CFR had been running the United States, for instance, uh, for 60 years. And he wrote that back in 1960, in the 60s. So uh, from the beginning of the 1900s, the late 1800s, the U.S. had basically joined this Anglo-American uh, agenda for a form of world domination, uh, a system that would go across the world and it would standardize every single country, flatten any country that wouldn't join it, and then bring a new, a new system uh, into being, a controlled society that said that democracy eventually, that they'd take it down because the public wouldn't need it anymore. We'd be so happy. <laughs> and that's what's happening now. You're watching your rights getting taken away. Most people don't care. 
because they've been trained now in 50, 60 years uh, that somehow these benevolent dictators at the top, uh, these altruistic type that, that come out of different wombs than the rest of us, uh, are really there to help us. They like us and love us, and they'll deal with all the big problems for us. And that was the real meaning of socialism that the big boys gave us. It was perpetual childhood while they ran their agenda. Now, Margaret Thatcher... Uh, spoke in Massey Hall in Toronto back in the early 90s and the, the title of her, her, her talk was called uh, The New World Order and she said there is an, a, and has been a parallel government a parallel government to democracy coexisting for many years that's exactly what Quigley said too and she went on to say that the democracy was just too untidy with con competing conflicting interests and irreconcilable differences between different groups, peoples, races and so on and nothing would, would be done uh, nothing would progress in this kind of system and therefore all the ex-politicians at the top uh, the, the high bureaucrats at the top, the, the technocrats like the, the Brzezinskis and so on, the unelected ones, had all formed a world society where they directly had the power to do so and they directed the course of the world. They were the real government. And that came from Margaret Thatcher herself. Right, and, and so much of this stuff, I, I, I trace back, I guess, a lot of it to uh, uh, right around the era of Bacon, uh, a government ruled by scientific thought yep. rather than religious rule. And, you know, when, when I look at a lot of the stuff that Bacon did, uh, I think that he, he was spot on in so many aspects, and I think that, that he himself uh, may have been a, a genuinely uh, uh, concerned citizen and wanted to better human mankind. Uh, I mean, if, if you want to talk about the, the bloodlines, there's nobody better in the world to talk about it with than Alan Watt. Where do you see the, the, this more dark, controlling... Uh, uh, faction uh, taking over and really um, uh, embedding themselves into this parallel government. Well, they've done it uh, all along the way. It's already been done. As I say, they, they gave us the fake government. So that's, and I noticed from early childhood watching the, the, the shenanigans in Britain and the rest of Europe, it was so obvious to me that it didn't matter which party ever got in, there was definitely an agenda steamrolling ahead. And then when I read Thomas Jefferson's books, his own memoirs and his letters, the letters of Thomas Jefferson, he said right there, he said, when the people see an agenda being carried forth between houses, that means changes in Congress, different parties, when the same agenda is carried on regardless of the changes within the Congress, he said, you know there's a conspiracy at work. That, that's the first sign of it. And I, I watched that my whole life growing up. I could see this agenda steamrolling ahead. Uh, at least in Britain, the people who had memory of, of the elite and the atrocities that carried out them through the centuries, at least in Britain, they knew there was what they called the establishment, that the high aristocracy, the very powerful families that really ran the country. We, we always really knew that. But outside of Britain, people, uh, especially the later nations, without the long history, they, they've, been, they've had more work done on them to, to make them forget it. <laughs> My question uh, for you is: is the fact is that you know we were talking on the show about how uh, police officers and sheriff departments want directed energy weapons. Yes. You know, if there were uprisings in the 50s and 60s, of course, you know, you would have tear gas and maybe a club upside your head. You know, uh, but the technology as it is now. 
<laughs> I mean, basically, they can use sound cannons to, to kill your equilibrium, yep. make it so where you can't hear, <laughs> cook you like an egg, like I said before. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. what is it, it that we can have do? To do even, to, uh, they can do it from satellite if they want to. They can pinpoint oh, exactly. you from satellite. I, you know. What is it that we can do to circumvent this, these type of technologies? What we can do, and this is, this, is, this is the big problem, what we can do is first, I just talked to a woman today, in fact, who kind of brought this up. And she was a kind of new agey, and she went into the, the loop that new agers go into. The, the, it was a fight between fate, and it's always been like this, so what can you do to sit back and enjoy your life and so on? <laughs> and, and I said to her, well, I said, do you realize we have no option but to do something very quickly because the elite have published what they're going to do uh, very soon. Uh, the Department of Defense in Britain, through the Guardian newspaper, it's on my site, put out nine pages. I put out the whole 90 pages from the Department of Defense, but the top think tank for NATO, who, uh, who foresee nothing but riots in all Western countries for the next 30 years, but they don't tell us why the riots will even start. Uh, right down to the, the, they're going to use neutron bombs in select areas in the Western Hemisphere on the public during these riots. That's from a top think tank declaring what they, plan, what they see for the next 30 years. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's published. And I've got all the pages from the Department of Defense on my site. So uh, I said to her, they've told us what they're going to do with us. And I, I said, you can go down the New Age path, basically, which is straight down there, and you know there's a hole 20 feet from here, you're going to fall right down it, and that's you gone. Or you can take this other path that's very uncertain, we don't know where it goes, it, it could be full of fears and trials and tribulations, but, but you might be able to keep going. Which one would you choose? Because that's what we've come to, this, this is the choice we're at right now. And it really is, do you want to be the same as you are? Or are really un- unhappy and, and discontented, like Aldo Huxley said at the speech at Berkeley. That's also on my site. He said most people are unhappy. What he doesn't tell them there is why they're unhappy. The system itself is not meant to let you be happy. Uh, the whole commercial system we live under and every ad you ever see is to make you feel very unhappy with the way you are. And... Uh, well, the thing about it is that, you know, like, just like you said, you know, you've got the new age type and then they have the religious people cornered. Now yes. they've had, they got some so propagandized. They think that, you know, anytime the things get really bad in this country or around the world, you know, that's the sign for Jesus to come and they're yes. just going to sit back and watch it happen and then go floating on to heaven as we suffer yep. down here, you know, uh, as we are the sinners. Yeah. And, and really, you know, it's it's all, you know, Romans 13 and, and things like that. Uh, and if you, if you is, try and stop it, then you're fighting God because it's God's plan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really, I mean, uh, 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 Mr. Watt hit it on the head. It's about self-preservation. Uh, yep. You know, uh, I, I wish that I could sit back and not have to worry about things at all, and I could just uh, continue to live the quality of life that I am currently today throughout my uh, uh, life and uh, die a happy man with a white picket fence. And if that was a reality and if I thought that that could actually happen, I could just take this headset off and uh, you know shut down my website and just go about uh, my my daily business and that would happen I, w- I would do it in a heartbeat you know for yes. the most part I think that people just want to be left alone yeah they do they do yeah. so anyway hey we've got Alan Watt 
CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com is his website. We'll be talking to him and discussing a whole lot more on the other side. You're listening to the Intel Strike Report right here on the TruthNet Radio Network. Intel Strike Report on TruthNet Radio. Powered by freedom, liberty, and the truth. This is TruthNet Radio. Daily Star article via McClatchy newspapers. Police agencies look to Raytheon for directed energy weapon. A recent spate of violence in Los Angeles County jails has Commander Sid Hill looking for a better way to quell disturbances. And a Tucson-made weapon may be just the tool he needs. Hill of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department is looking to new directed technology from Tucson-based Raytheon Missile Systems as a possible addition to his department's arsenal against unruly inmates. The weapons, which deliver a beam of energy that feels akin to scalding hot water uh, but leaves no injuries, uh, have been developed for use by the Department of uh, or the Defense Department as a force protection tool for use on battlefields overseas. Now, Raytheon says civilian law enforcement and security organizations, i.e., Blackwater, uh, Wacken Hut, uh, L3, or not L3, but uh, all these other ones, uh, DynCorp, uh, Triple Canopy for that matter, uh, will, will of course have access to this technology, may benefit from the technology which the company calls a truly non-lethal uh, system for situations with lethal force may not be appropriate or warranted. While the final price is unclear, Hill he- said it could cost the department $3 million for Raytheon to build a prototype. I mean, this is a technology. This is where your money is being diverted uh, through the Homeland Security Department to private contractors that are paying for this this technology. And Mr. Watt made a good point. This, these these contractors are anything but private. I mean, if you look at Eric Prince, the owner of Blackwater, uh, he, he has so many affili- affiliations with with the uh, current regime. Uh, it can make your head spin. Josh Reeves has done a great uh, breakdown and uh, uh, into uh, uh, his background. So you have to be an insider. Insider. To 
to to own one of these tech or security organizations. But uh, this is the age of the 21st century, and this technology has been around for quite a while. I mean, if you just look at HARP uh, and the things that we potentially know it can do, and it, it has been proven that it can do. And the justification with the war on terror, which has now turned into the war on crime, uh, we are seeing all of these technologies really come home to be to roost. And we're seeing this in the mainstream news so that we can now be acclimated to this technology. Uh, just remember, uh, uh, tasers originally, when they really justified them, when we really saw these police departments uh, starting to, to use them, it was because it was in lieu of lethal or lethal force. They would only use this taser if they were going to kill you. And we see time and time again, I mean, just thousands and thousands of articles worldwide about people uh, who uh, they tased and, and were potentially uh, no threat to them. Uh, you know, it's so much easier to tase somebody than to shoot them to, to actually end their life. And so, um, you know, this is just the, the, the leap forward. Uh, uh, Mr. Watt, I mean, what do you see? Uh, how much tyranny do you think the American people could can take? And how much uh, 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 more acclimation do you think it will require before uh, this new world order can really uh, uh, implement this full uh, – total spectrum dominance over the American people and the, the people of the world for, for that matter? Well, they've done uh, plenty of studies. They have archives of history to show how human populations behave when they're threatened and when they're pushed. And Zygmunt like Brzezinski was asked that very question, if the public would ever rebel according to the plans they all had set up with the Trilateral Commission, CFR, and all the other affiliates that run this system. And he, he, he sniggered and he said, uh, the public, he said, they said, well, what will the public do? He says, nothing. He says, he says, um, uh, you can beat them, you can, you can starve them to death, and do they rebel? He says, no, they'll turn around and eat their dead. That's what he thought of the public. And, and he was talking really because they know, they know that the public, uh, it's an incredible thing for a population to rebel, and it generally happens uh, it's happened in the past when it's your food supply, water, all of the basic essentials you need are being cut off. And, and that's when people rebel, but it's generally sporadically, it's unorganized, and they're, they're, they're sitting ducks. Uh, they're handled very easily. And they tried, even in ancient Rome, they tried the same kind of uh, systems. Uh, they would always find a crisis. Uh, spies were thin. They'd send the troops out on the public who would beat up people here and there and, and pillage houses and stuff like that. And the public would generally go along because people are terrified. And the propaganda that comes from the top is always the same. Now, right after 9-11, every media, and this was no coincidence either, every media in, in the, the world went into action asking the same questions. We all heard it ad nauseum. Uh, they, they were asking uh, uh, mainly, mainly women if they'd give up their rights for, for security, their freedoms for security. And they said that the poll came in, supposedly, if it's true or not, who knows, uh, around 90-odd percent of the women went for, for uh, losing rights uh, for, in order for freedom and security, or for, for security and safety. And that's the same uh -huh. technique that they used in ancient Rome, that in the propaganda 
at the women, offered them peace and safety. The big father figure spoke, and she would go along with it. Now, Hitler reiterated that. He said, all our propaganda must be aimed at the female because she is a nest builder. She likes, she wants the family to be intact, and she will come to us with the propaganda and, and the promise of safety and food and so on. Uh, the child will follow her and then, or therefore, must follow the man. That's always been the strategy uh, that's, that's been in use. The men technically uh, um, are afraid to, to override that decision. They know they'll be ignored. There'll be arguments at home if the man uh, wants to do something different uh, because his senses tell him something more ominous is coming. Uh, So he's generally ignored and he has that decision to buckle under uh, to keep domestic bliss (laughs) or or to go a different road. And that's happening right now. It's happening every day across the Western world. As people see the laws coming down, they see their their rights being restricted. In fact, they're actually seeing they have no rights left, to be honest with you. And, and um, uh, there's a lot of disputes going on in, in, at homes over this very, very thing. What do we do? Uh, we know it's ominous. As I say, they've published the bad news. The bad news is all out in their own books. Um, that there was um, uh, the Population Control Council of the United Nations has given us the statistics. David Suzuki of Canada uh, said on live television, CBC, a few years ago, at the end of one of his nature shows for the World Wildlife Fund and the United Nations, he says that the population has to be drastically cut, you know, in order to, to save the planet. And he was talking about millions and maybe billions of people. So we've heard this stuff coming. We see the Club of Rome, and a big think tank that's part of the trilateral group and so on. And right. they published their own book by the founders of the Club of Rome. And it's called The First Global Revolution. Right in there, they said they looked at a way to unify the public to get them on board for this agenda. So we go along with it. And they, they thought that war was the best stimulus to get people to pull together and sacrifice uh, uh, the standards of living and so on. And it says, therefore, we, we, we hit upon the idea of claiming that the weather uh, was out of control and that mankind was causing the problem. This is published in the 1970s, the first global revolution. And he said through, through convincing the public that, that, that weather was, was going haywire because of pollution, then man would become the enemy and they could start depopulating, bringing in these population control programs, etc. This is not a well, conspiracy I, I find, theory. You know. I find that uh, the situation as it is, you know, we, we, we uh, claim to be, you know, so, uh, so different from, from our forefathers and such, and that we're so complex beings, but yet we still fall for the, for the same propaganda. Yeah, same we technique. Still, yeah. Yeah, why why change the formula when it works? <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm, I'm going to get into this article here, and I definitely want to hear your take on this. And this is uh, uh, Nobel Laureate's uh, proposed global CO2 tax. Uh, this is from the European Observer, EU Observer. Um, while the international community struggles to reach an agreement on how to further tackle climate change, at a meeting in Bali, former U.S. President Al Gore uh, and the U.N.'s uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, received the Nobel Peace Prize uh, for their efforts to increase knowledge about the human effects of global warming. Uh, the gist of the article here down at the bottom here, it says, uh, it says uh, in around six months, uh, China is expected to pass the U.S. and become the world's largest CO2 emitter. And they're calling for, you know, he says, I'm in strong favor of a CO2 tax, a large one, with the money raised given back to the uh, 
and a progressive repay. And I'm thinking to myself, how is it that a CO2 tax, a tax on breathing, a tax is going to stop global warming if it, if it, if it really exists? Just say, I'm, you know, I'm just prefacing this. If it really exists, how can a tax help you? Well, it'll be the same and, and, as, as uh, King James that, that put on the, the fresh air tax and the light tax when he was in. King James, who, who had the Bible authorized, uh, that's a fact. It, it was a, a fresh air tax, and it was on how many windows you had in your house that could open and allow in the fresh air. That's why so many of the buildings at the period, you'll see they're all bricked up now. People were protested by breaking up their windows. It's <laughs> nothing mean, to our, do, our in country, other words. Our country was was founded uh, you know essentially we fought because of taxes you know no mm-hmm. you know no 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 taxes without representation you know yeah. and, and the thing about it is is that you know there's so many taxes that we pay that are just <laughs> invisible that we have no clue that we're paying for them you know roughly the average family's budget uh, uh that's taken by taxes around 40% and it's the same propaganda the same yep. techniques. Oh, we've got to save the environment, and then they'll bring out the, pro- the the Captain Planet propaganda, and we all we have to save the Earth, and and, and really, I mean, it's it's such a game. And, it's a game, and while, it's a game, but you see, it's more than that. Uh, it's actually a, a new religion which they're introducing. Very because true. Religions, religions work in the past, and and. Um, now, Quigley and others uh, talked about the need for a new religion to control the minds of the public and to get them to go towards this uh, acceptance of this new system, uh, population reduction, a planned society, you'll be born if they have a function for you to fulfill, all of that kind of stuff that Huxley also talked about. And and that's really what it, what it boils down to. What you're seeing is the creation of acceptance. The first thing is the acceptance through massive uh, propaganda, bombardments of propaganda. And, and, and the, the young ones who are going to kindergarten now will grow up and take the brunt of it, and they'll think it's all quite natural. They'll believe everything that they're told because they're getting such a scientific indoctrination. That's just it. Uh, that was um, we, we had Lord Bertrand Russell. He says we shall give them a scientific indoctrination that nothing will break. No input by the parents or any other source will break that indoctrination, and they'll grow up thinking just like Logan's Run, the movie. Um, uh, they'll grow up thinking that that the world they grow into is quite natural, where we voluntarily become sterilised, uh, and old people simply don't want to exist anymore, uh, and stuff like that. But this is what it's all about. Each part is only a cog in the the wheel of this big agenda, uh, which is well planned. Believe you me, it's well planned. There's nothing happening uh, on the the spur of the moment, and and they're testing it out. All of this is well planned through multi-think tanks before it's introduced on the public. And then Gorbachev, who, who was given the Presidio in California, uh, and he was actually given that presidio and license to to, to be in charge of this this uh, this organization. Um, uh, he was given that, but he was still the president of the Soviet Union. People forget that he was. It was already authorized by the West, and he walked into that. And Margaret Thatcher showed him across the world and, and took him by the arm and introduced him to the world, the new, the new Soviet man. And and she, he said, "We need a new religion." In his own book, towards a new civilization, he said, "We must create a new religion for the public, and it will be based on earth worship." And just earlier in the same book, he says, "I myself am an atheist." 
So he's an atheist amongst a whole group of people creating a religion for the masses. Well, you, you have the Gaia religion, you know, uh, where they give they give out children's books about Gaia, the Earth goddess, and, and how yeah, you know, we must uh-huh. we must cull yeah. the population another another you know for her to survive. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, you know, people will fall for that because, yes, like you were talking about Logan's Run, you know, right now in, in many in many areas of the United States. Children are going through iris uh, scans and putting national databases for their yeah. safety and having to go through a raptor system for their parents to pick them up. And, and literally, they're, they're living in a, in a biometric prison. They've been trained. They've been trained. To it. Yeah, they've been trained from, well, from well, childhood to go through it, yeah. Well, I mean, the things that I try to expose are, are, are the obvious, um, that the Department of Homeland Security, no matter how much money they extract from the American people, every day you're getting constant propaganda saying that they can't sa- save you. The, uh, there's an attack. It's imminent. Uh, every day we hear all of these uh, establishment mouthpieces uh, frothing on the mic saying that the American people are going to have a pandemic, a flu outbreak. So, so I say, well, you know, why am I giving you all this money? <laughs> all you're yeah. doing is putting up cameras in schools with uh, you know funding and, and building these raptor systems. I mean, this is this is the ridiculousness of it. Uh, they have these these uh, things here in the United States that are widely popular called the raptor system, and they, they scan your ID and check you against uh, a federal and state databases to see if you're a yeah. pedophile. And I, I did a little research and I tried to find where any pedophile had actually went into a school and abducted a child. Because just yeah. from common sense, you say, okay, well, a pedophile would wait till you know a couple of blocks down the way when nobody's looking. You know, they're not going to go into the school, especially with cameras and, and all these high tech systems, and and try to expose themselves because you know uh, they'll be identified right away. But yeah. still, people can double think around it. And the same thing goes for uh, this this new religion of environmentalism. I, I I mean, I love the earth, and I think that it's a shame that there's so many of these environmental groups that are, uh, uh, you know, they only want to talk about carbon uh, emission, and they, they mm-hmm. neglect the fact that they're dropping off sarin gas 10 miles off the Texas coast and, yeah. you know, deforestation, as well as, as so many other real uh, ecological problems that we have, not to mention the uh, water uh, weather modification that's really going on and being uh, tested yeah. throughout the world without any... Uh, U.S. government oversight uh, whatsoever. Uh, uh, you know, these are really scary things. But the fact of the matter is that they say, okay, well, we, we need this tax. Well, what are you going to do with the tax? Well, well you know, we, well, we don't know what we're going to do with well, the tax. Do with we the just tax. need billions uh, of uh, We need billions of dollars. Well, what are you going to do to help <laughs> counter this? Well, yeah. you know, we don't, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, well, it's, all, it's, all, it's nothing to do, as I say, it's nothing to do with, with, the, with, with the reasons they give, because they can't find the reasons, uh, as you say. It's all to do with, with becoming more and more powerful to dominate the entire planet and everyone in it. That's what it's all about. That's what everything is about at the moment. That's what it's all about. And you know yourself, uh, the next thing that's going to happen once we've all calmly accepted our ID cards and our chips and iris scans and voice prints, Bell Telephone, I talked to them yesterday, and they asked me for a voice print, and I, I didn't give it to them, Now, which meant they've taken it anyway, obviously. But uh, the next step will be, obviously, once we've all got it, there'll be a spate, and believe you me, you'll see no newspaper, a spate of thefts of ID cards. And then they'll come forward and say, well, there's only one solution, and that's an embedded chip. I mean, the formula is, 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 is a child could read this formula. 
Oh yeah, it's the same playbook. We create a problem, a false problem that that that, that you know uh, really has no answer, but we'll give you a fake answer that'll just further enslave you, and you'll love it yep. because That's you right. think it's some somehow that the state is looking out for your best interest. And yep. for the most part, uh, our Congress and Senate here in the United States is bought and paid for, and uh, the ones that actually do read bills. Uh, are far and few between. So a lot of these people just kind of uh, self-censored, uh, or it's a, a form of self-censorship, a double think around, okay, well, you know, if it, if it says it's a, the Violent Homegrown Terrorism Act, well, you know, we don't want violent homegrown terrorism. It's the politically correct thing to do. And nobody, yep. I, I, I mean, I, I see this huge awakening, especially here in the United States, uh, the fact that the American people are putting their mouth, uh, you know, their, their dollar where their mouths are, and, and actually uh, purchasing a blimp for Ron Paul. Uh, I was just kind of uh, uh, wanted to get your Canadian perspective on Ron Paul and what you thought of him. I mean, I personally think that he's a, a uh, it's not so much the man, it's the message of uh, limited government and freedom. And, you know, I, I get a lot of, uh, well, you know, this, he can only do so much. And it's true, he's only one third of the, the, the branch of government, but it's the idea of it. I was just wondering, uh, in Canada, what is the, the perception, I guess, of uh, America? And, and how do you see Ron Paul in light of of uh, uh, you know the current uh, status quo that we are we are entering here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Canadians think about it. To be honest, um, the Canadians uh, always uh, they tend to be naval gazers because they've been trained to look at their beer suds and their sports, <laughs> and that's what Canada is supposed to be now be all about. So over the last oh, forty years, they made them think that's what Canada is. It's all about and beer so they, and hockey, huh? That's right, beer, hockey, and uh, and these silly politicians that just keep screwing up. So, but uh, what I've noticed over many years, I can remember when David Duke was running. He was a middleman who said all the right things. He didn't get in. Uh, Pat Buchanan did the same thing. Ross Perot. They always get. You always get a middleman who will say all the right things. But let's not kid ourselves here. Since Quigley and others have verified it in Thatcher, there is a parallel government that doesn't matter who would get in in, in the lower one, the lower parliament or Congress. It doesn't matter right. because this agenda is so big. It goes back to the 1800s when they set up the structure for the interweaving of this massive web of corporations blended with uh, your, your CIA, uh, your, your MI6, the Mossad. This is what it is. It's, it's all one big system that one person could never stop this now. It won't happen. The only th- way it would stop this is if the people stopped giving the power to other people and expecting them to do it for them. Well, they can go out and play and start getting involved themselves. And it really comes down to, to basic, as I see the basic question of what is humanity itself? Uh, is the purpose of humanity to go into blind slavery, a, a worse slavery than we have at the moment is wage slaves? Or, or and to go into an oblivion, uh, as it talks about, uh, it's at the, the, the Loyola University level, the World Science Meeting, when they talked about chipping us all in the brain, uh, it'll be the end of individuality, according to the top man from Tokyo. Uh, it'll be like the hive. You'll hear the whispers going back and forth from centralized regional computers, which he said were already set up, by the way, and I believe him. Well, uh, you know, I, I quote a, uh, an article... Uh you know where it says uh, the article the name of the article is converging technologies to improve human performance. Oh, yeah. The article says <laughs> the article says with knowledge no longer encapsulated individuals, the distinct uh, between individuals and the entirety of humanity would blur. Think Vulcan mind meld. We would perhaps 
uh, become more of a hive mind, an enormous right. single intelligent entity. And, and really, that's, that's what they want. And, that's what uh, they I want. Think, and what they're not telling you is, uh, you, you won't be in charge of the programs, buddy. Someone else is going to program you. <laughs> Yeah, there's oh, a there's oh, yeah. a article we're going to get into after the break, uh, which is called a a spy machine of Darpa's dreams, and and, and really uh, after picking up a, a few articles from Darpa's website that they took down that we found again, really they they have a program called my uh, my life log that yeah. that somewhat does that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They've already admitted. I've read it over the air. Uh, that they have parallel, a parallel reality, a virtual reality with every citizen and all the data that they have on you, uh, into that personality. And obviously the whole, and this is by the way, this is the Pentagon that runs it, and for the United States. And you have MI6 and, and, uh, the War Department running it in Britain, an identical you with all the data in it. And once they start phasing in this this uh, this, uh, this computer interface with humanity, you'll be able. And this is how they'll sell it to you. You'll be able to go in and out of it, kind of like in and out of the matrix. But one day you'll, you'll wake up and you won't know if you're in the real world or the matrix. It'll be, it'll be identical. Oh yeah, last night we were talking about some technology that uh, um, that these uh, children over in Japan can now uh, play this game, and it's a, a synthetic world, if you will, a, a, a yeah. mass uh, uh, parallel simulation world where people actually—they're uh, talking about taxes, uh, uh, <laughs> all sorts of things. Actually, having uh, police officers. I mean, really, a, a, a three-dimensional uh, realm uh, parallel. To the realm in which we live in, and uh, they're they're not only putting neural implants in, in children's heads. Uh, there was a quadriplegic that uh, is able to you know control robot arms now, and uh, this uh, this one was actually just a headset, and he can actually control his character inside of the video game, and, and it really yep. uses a uh, 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 cerebral cortex, his, his motor core uh, cortex to to control this. So yep. uh, you know, it, it, this is a transhuman. Agenda. Uh, well, absolutely, and the transhumanist agenda and foundation, uh, the transhumanist. Look at the members of, of the transhumanist organization. They're, they were all That's members well. and still are members of the Eugenic Society, run by Rockefeller Foundation, uh, where you have classes and types of people that should be allowed to live, and the ones who are inferior who should not. They're, they're all one in the same group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I quote Rockefeller when he said he doesn't want a nation of thinkers. He wants a nation of workers. And if you look at our current uh, government-controlled uh, federal indoctrination system we call public education here in the United States, uh, yeah. that is exactly what they are producing. Here's an article that, uh, that I want to get into. Well, I, I know we're running up on the break here, but uh, we're going to talk about this just for a second. Cleveland, 6,000 applicants for 3, or 300 jobs at Walmart. If that's not a sign that the economy is not doing so great, I don't know what is. Uh, when thousands of people complete or compete for a few hundred ordinary jobs, trend watchers say it's an indication not only of a less than stellar economy. Uh, we see people giving up uh, their rights and freedoms for uh, technology, and we're going to talk about this and a lot more. We're cutting through the matrix with Alan Watt right here on the TruthNet Radio Network. You are listening to the Intel Strike Report.
Intel Strike Report on Truthnet Radio.